0: You're listening to the Leadership Podcast with Pastor Jurgen Matesius, lead pastor of C3 Church in San Diego.
1: Hey, guys. uh... James Murray I'm here with Pastor Jurgen Metessis and this is the C three San Diego Leadership Podcast. Pastor Jurgen,
0: how you Hola. doing? Hola. Very good, very good. Practicing my uh español. Ah Hola, si. senor. Burrito. Oh, I love Nachos. That. Nachos. Come uh, on.
1: I love all that. Uh quesadilla. Oh my gosh. Is that is that oh, quesadilla. That. a quesadilla? I can't remember. Quesadilla. I love that. Armadilla, I can't remember. It's
0: made out of fresh armadillo. Oh, is it? Yeah, I love that. It's what is it that green stuff, When you squash clothes. an armadillo, that's what it is.
1: <laughs> Too good. Well, hey, guys. Welcome to Leadership Podcast, uh, and it's good to have you with us again. Just to uh, let you know, some great stuff coming up in our church. Pastor, you tell us about the the uh, new and improved Empower Conference.
0: Well, Empower Conference is going to go to a whole new level, and uh, we're actually changing the uh, the uh, the name of it. We're going to call it Awaken. Conference, and uh you know, it's going to be at the same time the last weekend of June 2013. Come on. But the whole goal is to to not just empower, but to move to a place where we're all, where awakening within people the realization of God's purpose, God's power, mm-hmm. and God's potential in their lives, right. and uh, and a realization of you know, no matter what sphere of life you come from, like this is not just for pastors. This is for anybody uh, because we're called to be salt and light in the world. We're called to impact the seven pillars of society, be it government, be it education, be it commerce, be it the business Mm -hmm. world, be it family, be it ministry, whatever area. Mm -hmm. There are seven pillars of society. We are called to be effective. And I think, you know, what we've discovered is that the church has been very, very limited in its effectiveness. You know, we've been waiting for the world to come into the church and God has been waiting for the church to go into the world. He said, go into all the Love world. Mm-hmm. So church, I want you to go into the world mm-hmm. and make disciples. I want you to go and be the influencer. Mm-hmm. And But what we've done is we've come into the church, batting down the hatches. The world out there is getting really evil. Let's not let it influence us. Let's block ourselves wow. and barricade ourselves in. Mm-hmm. That was never, never meant to be yeah, there. Attention. We're never meant to be in retreat. The armor of God is, doesn't have a back on it. We're meant to be forward, aggressive. So awaken conference, 2013, last weekend of June, marketing your calendar. It will rock your oh, world.
1: I can't wait. That's going to be good. Well, guys, welcome again to today's podcast. We're going to be talking about a topic uh, that is extremely important to church life. And again, maybe something that's uh, it's definitely talked about, uh, but here at C3 San Diego has become a really big topic for us uh, and something that's part of our, our focus as a church, and that is discipleship. And discipleship, again, uh, you'll read it throughout the Bible and Jesus' example of it. We kind of wanted to touch base on that uh, for you out there as uh, as young leaders or pastors or, or people who are just great members of churches to encourage you towards this whole idea of discipleship. So, Pastor Juergen, uh, let, let's kick this off. What is a disciple? <clears throat>
0: You know that's a that's such a great question. The 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 pat answer that we learn in Bible college is what is a disciple? A disciple is a disciplined follower of Jesus Christ. That's you know that's kind of what we learn. Yeah. But you know, um, basically uh, now a number of years later, having really felt impressed by God that w- the objective of church is to build disciples, I've kind of got a different picture, and it's basically someone who's been reproduced and is reproducing mm-hmm. and that's what a disciple is so Jesus says, you know you are my disciples mm-hmm. and then he says to his disciples go into all the world mm-hmm. and make disciples. disciples so you are my disciples you are the ones that I've been able to shape mold you know I, that I've been able to reproduce mm-hmm. the father's heart my heart my values you know uh, put the anointing in you've become carriers of not just uh, the power of God, the presence of God, the anointing of God, but also the Word of God, the message of god mm. like um, he 's in, he's entrusted into the disciples the you know the, this this incredible responsibility of the gospel of Jesus Christ that mm-hmm. changes the world that Jesus died on the cross to to save mankind from sin. So then he says, "Oh, now I want you to go into all the world and I want you to do exactly the same. I want you to reproduce yourself. I want you to raise up people that follow God with all their heart, that know how to pray, that know how to cast out demons, right. that know how to preach the gospel." So, so a, a disciple is is somebody who you know is not the same as right. they they used to be. They they've submitted themselves. To being shaped, to being mentored, is the word that's kind of used in the world. And mentor, uh, you know, I like mentor, but it's it's just it's a weak form of discipleship right. sometimes. Yeah, people would say, well, you know, uh, I've got this mentor, and oh yeah, my mentor, and it's all it's all kind of you know, it only happens in a coffee shop. Yeah, they're, doesn't they're, seem as personal, does it? No, the word? no, you're exactly yeah. right. I, that's what I was going to say. Like, people have mentored me, they don't know. You <laughs> know, there's a whole bunch of people great men and women of God that I've looked at and I thought they've got such great qualities in their life that I want in my wow. life Yeah, I haven't had to sit down with them I, had to ha- I haven't had to have one hour mm. coffees with them and you know but I've just bought their resources exactly. watched them honoured yeah. them sent them money done whatever I've needed to do to get what's in, in them in me mm-hmm. so you know so that's to me, that's the definition of a disciple, yeah. and then they're reproducing. Mm. So the whole mentor program is just make me great, but discipleship wow. it has to be—it has to be reproductive. Like mm-hmm. you know, uh, a seed is meant to to produce a plant that has fruit on it with seeds in it that are meant to produce plants with fruit on it with seeds in it that, and it's meant to be ongoing. So on, so on and so. And yep. so, for two thousand years, we have been uh, completely dependent. Mm-hmm upon the ability for disciples to reproduce themselves. Mm-hmm. And so today in the world we have something like you know 2 billion Christians because of the faithfulness of the generation before us reproducing themselves. Right. But if we don't now pick up that mantle and reproduce, mm. it could all end here.
1: Yeah. And so you know really you know as a church we've been talking about this a, a disciple is a passionate pursuer of Christ who is able to make passionate pursuers of Christ. Now mm-hmm. One of the big things that I've come across is that uh, people often disqualify themselves. You know, oh no, I can't, I can't do that. I'm happy to be a disciple, but to make one, isn't that funny? It doesn't seem that the flow effect doesn't go on from yeah. there. You yeah, know, I mean, I'm happy to be a disciple, but yet, you know, you know, the Great Commission is, hey, you you are. This is good. And all authority in heaven knows has been given to me. This is Jesus talking. Yeah, hey, you go and do that. So. But for the people out there who are maybe hesitant yeah. in, in doing that, because again, I feel that's maybe a lot of listeners, a lot yeah. of people, uh, everyone has been there, if not, how, how would you make a disciple? Obviously, putting into context, we're not making disciples of ourselves, mm-hmm. we're making disciples of Christ. But how do, yeah. you, how do you do that? How do
0: you think the best way to do that is? Yeah. Well, you know, the, the first thing is, is, is absolutely, you're right. Like, Jesus had to, actually had to make it a command yeah you know it was a commission not not an option, yeah it was on. a commission go into all the world and mm-hmm. make disciples. It mm-hmm. was the great commission mm-hmm. why? because you know we we would all disqualify ourselves, well, you know i 'm yeah. awkward, i feel really uncomfortable, man. Mm-hmm. What if I share my faith and I get persecuted last time I shared my faith at work. Everybody made fun of me. Someone saw a Bible on my back seat, and they started calling me the Bible thumper guy. And you know, and so, so that's pretty. Ash. So we retract, and so that's why Jesus had to make it. Yeah, you know, a great commission. Yeah. Like this is not an optional extra. This is my, your mandate. Your mandate. And so then, what we've done is we, we've basically. Uh, created a superstar mentality in the church world, where well you know what we've got these superheroes like Pastor James Murray who can preach, he's funny, or, you know he's getting people saved. Whew. You know he, there was twenty five people saved on his altar call. Thank God that it just one of those can be one of my disciples. You know, like just a credit to James we've got these superstars that are doing my work for us but it's not we're all called to we're Mm -hmm. all called to to go and I think again what happens like you said it's that self disqualification 48% of marriages end end, in divorce Mm -hmm. so we have kids that grow up that don't have that confidence because there wasn't a dad in the home yeah to put that self-esteem and that, that value and that self-worth, that go-getter, and you can change the world's son mm-hmm. into their kids. Mm-hmm. And so we have kids who lack confidence. Right. And when you lack confidence, you, know, you, you can be dominated by fear and anxiety. And then you know, the last thing I'm going to do is share my faith and then be rejected. I'm just going to go back into my little hermit crab shell mm-hmm. and not ever venture out again. Mm-hmm. But yet Jesus says, no, guys. Whatever issues, whatever blockages are in the way, I want you to overcome them. Mm -hmm. This is my great commission. Mm -hmm. This is the great assignment: you to go into all the world and make disciples. Mm -hmm. And and like you said, exactly, you know, it's disciples of Christ. So we've got to first be followers of Christ ourselves, Mm -hmm. because. Yeah, that, that's probably the, the most scary thing is that I will reproduce who I am. Yeah, wow. But, you know, and so that's why I want to be as close to Christ mm-hmm. because I don't want to reproduce, you know, everything in me. Right. I've got some good qualities and then I've got some stuff that I don't want. Right. It's a, you know, I'm hap- I'm struggling. I don't want other people to have to yeah. battle with this junk. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I want to, you know, so the closer we get to Christ and the more we can point to Christ— you know the better yeah so i think you know it
1: that the idea of making uh or disciple creating that culture of discipleship in the church you know one of the things you know that i've seen out there a lot is that people uh they get overwhelmed with this sense of okay i got all these people that we need to make in disciples where do i start how do i how do i do this yeah do, do, do you know
0: what i mean it's it's a huge thing and i think again the church has had a really, really bad model i remember you know when uh well, I was first in ministry. We used to have a discipleship class. Mm. As you know, Jesus, what was he doing? And uh, <laughs> good old Jesus, mm-hmm. he's just having a go. But you know, really, really, what he should have done yeah. is had a discipleship class. Yeah. It's a it's a classroom environment. It's very clinical, and yet it, I'm, I'm, the fruit of that was was useless. Mm-hmm. And what I found is discipleship the way that Jesus did it was was doing life with people. Right. So there's got to be a level of including people in your world. Very good. There's got to yeah. be, a, and look, I think it's two things. I think it's responsibility and I think it's sharing. I think you have to understand that you've got to be responsible for more than you. Mm. Now, it was Cain, who, by the way, was a murderer. It was Cain who made the statement, What? Am I my brother's keeper? Mm-hmm. And those those were the words of a murderer. In other words, am I responsible for anybody else but myself? Mm-hmm. The great tragedy today in the twenty first century is we have a whole generation, yeah. and uh, you know uh, we saw it reflected in in the the vote here last night. Of hey, this is all about me. I just I'm just I'm not my brother's keeper. This is all about me, my entitlements, me, 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 I. Mm-hmm. Whereas discipleship comes from a place where you realise that hey. Jesus is asking me mm. to take responsibility for somebody else. Wow. To go into all the world and make disciples means that I've got to actually assume responsibility for other people's lives, mm-hmm. for other people's destinies, mm-hmm. for other people's potential, for other people's future. It's a horrible thing because man, we just want to be self, but to actually do that, and then from there, how do you do that? The, the means to doing that is sharing. Mm. You, you can't disciple disciple people in a classroom. Mm-hmm you can't decide it because it's, 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 it doesn't work because it's clinical right it's um it, to to do proper discipleship you've got to include people in your world the first commandment that jesus gave the disciples wasn't follow me the first commandment he gave the disciples was: they said to him, "Lord, where do you stay?" Mm. And he said, "Come and see." Come and see. So the first, the first command of the disciples was to come into my world. Mm-hmm. You know, come into my world, come and see how I live. Love that. And that's what people are looking for. And wow. especially with with forty eight percent of marriages end in, in, ending in divorce, they don't want to see. They don't want to hear my perfect theory in a classroom. Mm-mm. They actually want to see. My battles with, you know, managing a spouse and a household and kids and, you know, disciplines and not eating with the knives and forks and back chat and, you know, breaking curfews and all of those things. They actually want to see how does this gospel work in the real world? How does Christ in you help you navigate the ups and downs mm. of struggles with your marriage and disappointments and hang-ups and issues mm. and so there's got to be first of all responsibility but then that second thing sharing and that sharing is including you know bringing people into your world mm-hmm. and i honestly pastor james and i you know i've, I've kind of been in ministry now 20 something years i've yet to see the classroom thing work and produce right. great fruit. Yeah, it does produce a level of fruit because you're yeah. preaching the gospel. Yeah, but the best fruit is when we actually take people into our worlds, mm-hmm. and that's great. And Jesus did, like you said, he he, uh,
1: he showed them and then empowered them and sent them out. Yeah. So so let's let's look at that for a second. With uh, I guess I guess the thought that I was toying around with is is there a difference between discipleship and leadership? Is there a difference between the two? What do you think, Pastor? Yeah,
0: look, I I think that there's there's a difference and there's also, you know, a lot of crossovers. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so absolutely leadership is involved in discipleship because, you know, it's, you know, we don't just get with the blind and, you know, walk with the blind and fall into a pit and just say, hey, let's just have a pit party and... You know, this a is what party? it's like, and yeah, a put, a pot Pull party, a
1: pit. like a Harry Potter party, oh, yeah. Or a
0: putt party. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes. We just uh, something's <laughs> happened to the microphone. Now we're speaking in New Zealand. Oh no! Now, let me just let me just tap it. Oh, that's oh, better. you're back again. Now we're back. Oh, that's we got to work on that filter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. We've got a New Zealand Kiwi filter on there, so we apologise for that. But no, you know, so there's a level of there's a level of leadership because we want to take them somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to take them closer to Christ. But there is there is a big difference and I found that leadership is more of a leadership is more of a corporate thing, it's more of a directional thing, mm. it's about a vision thing, this is the direction we're going in, this is the mission that we're undertaking, here are seven keys or you know, whatever. But mm. discipleship is about a shaping thing. I love that. It. It's a shaping and yep. it's and it's a it's a it's it is still leading, but it's leading by example. Love it. It's not leading by words or rhetoric, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, there's an example. Yeah. And uh, and I think that what leadership can't do is it can't get bogged down in in uh, pastoring. Mm. You know, if I'm trying to lead my troop, come on, guys, just run it. Uh, uh, Ken, are you all right? Oh, you're missing your... Hang on, guys. Guys, I know I said advance. I know the enemy's coming, but Ken is missing his wife and kids. Come here, buddy. Come on. Put your head on my <laughs> shoulder. There. What's that, Steve? You, come on. Let's yeah, group we'll hug. It. Come like, on in. We're going to get slaughtered by the enemy. So you can't. You can't lead and pastor. Yeah. Whereas discipleship has leadership in it but it it has a level of pastoral in there because I'm sitting down Mm. and as much as I'm talking I'm also listening Mm. the disciples constantly ask Jesus questions I love that so it wasn't just Mm. a lecture format so they Mm. said to Jesus Lord teach us to pray as John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray so Jesus said when you pray say. Lord increase our faith. We want more faith. Mm. Well I tell you if you have faith as a master seed. Wow. Lord who sent this man or his parents that mm. he was born? And so there was there was interaction, there was engagement. That's a great
1: that's actually a really great thought that I think our listeners need to catch out there, Pastor Jurgen, is that uh, if you are under leadership and and you know, pretty much a majority of people are, uh, in church life if you're listening to this, is that it's actually a really healthy thing in the growth of your personal, you know, life ask questions. Yeah, If Jesus' disciples ask questions all the time, yeah. and I think some people actually shy away from that, you know, mm. if we, number one, need to be a great disciple, mm. we need to be willing, mm. not just to, oh, I'll just wait till the, mm. the
0: great pearls get dropped in my lap, but actually yeah. be, hey, I'm going to ask the questions. And that's well, a great thought, isn't it? Well, I tell you, not only is it a great thought, passage James, but you hit the nail on the head. I think the asking of questions mm. is... Uh, uh, basically defines security. The mm. inability to ask questions mm. is actually insecurity. Wow! Because you look at God, God comes down to, to Adam and he says, Adam, where are you? Hmm. And the first thing he does wow. is ask a question. Yeah, And yeah. then he says, who told you you were naked? Another question. Hmm. Have you eaten from the tree? All questions. Hmm. So God who knows everything isn't, hey Adam, let me just tell you the predicament you're in right now, <laughs> let me tell you what happened. Number one. <laughs> Number two, like he could have come and made he it a lecture. Have. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, Elijah, what are you doing here? Yeah. You know, why, why are you in this case? Wow, that's like, great. Like, you know, thought. and so God, God asks questions. And so if the God of the universe, mm-hmm. who, there is no knowledge that there's nothing that he is unaware of. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like every time he would open it, he could wow us. And yet... He asks questions. Wow. Jesus asks questions. Yeah. You know, how long's this? How he been like this? Yeah, yeah. What would you like me to do for you? Mm. You know, like he, Jesus is asking questions, and right. yet he's. And what I found over the years is, in my own life, whenever I've felt like I've needed to impress people and talk, it's because I've actually felt insecure or threatened in that wow. environment. Wow. And I remember sitting one time with um, Pastor Brian Houston. And he's asking me questions huh. about my church, which was a 20th of the size of his church. Yeah, right. And But he's asking me, how do you do this and how do you do that? I thought, no wonder this guy is wow. so big and such a big influence. He's asking questions. I thought, you know, I've just got to get over myself. Yeah. And I've got to ask questions. I think That's that great. the inability to ask questions is the inability to grow. Mm. I think as soon as we start asking questions, that there's a level of growth. We
1: keep ourselves teachable. Yeah, we keep ourselves yeah. teachable.
0: And I think that, you know, insecurity is one of the greatest threats to growth. I think that, you know, if you can be comfortable, mm. comfortable enough to ask questions, mm-hmm. that's where you're going to grow. Yeah,
1: yeah, great. That's a really great thought. And, the, and that whole idea as well, the leadership, discipleship, uh, again, is that, and we've talked about this before, is that leadership uh, is the external, discipleship is the internal. Yeah. So to kind of bring a good separation, through, we yeah. need leadership because yeah. externally we did, we've got work to yeah. do. We've got... Yeah. People yep. to reach and harvest to 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 kind of bring in, uh, but then we also need people of character, which is where discipleship exactly. comes in. Yes, being models of Christ. So, hey, let, let's let's go uh, on a, on another question uh, now. I guess discipleship. Uh, Jesus had a model yep. that we had to pay attention to, uh, and that Jesus had multitudes of crowd around him. You That's said it right. before. He came, That's right. come and see. Yeah. But yet from there. Yeah. He has these disciples. Now, just for the listeners out there, the book of Mark talks about how uh, Jesus called the disciples to himself and from them chose 12. So there's a level of selection here. Yeah. Now, not popular opinion to talk that yeah. way. Understanding for our listeners that we're not talking heresy here, Jesus loved yeah. every, single, every person on the planet. Yeah. And the, all those disciples, even the, the ones that he called to himself, he loved them all the same. There was not mm. a difference between the, the love factor be at his time, yeah. Jesus, who is now God become flesh he's used to exist outside of time, now exists inside of time, is bound to a mission mm-hmm. time frame of roughly three years which he has to establish a church so yeah. now he gets for lack of better words selective with mm. who he 's going to disciple let 's talk about that for a second because again uh, if we're going to if we 're going to raise disciples and we are you 've got to Beautiful wife and kids, and you need time with them. And we're listeners out there, who have got families, and uh, you know things they need to be doing with them. So we need to be more selective with our time. Well, let's talk about that. What do you What do you think the whole idea is of
0: selective discipleship? Well, you know, it's there's a there's a term in the business world called you know it's it's an acronym ROI, and basically it stands for return on investment. Mm-hmm. And and as clinical and as shallow and as callous as it's going to sound. There's got to be a level where you have to see the potential in people, mm-hmm. and and basically realize that you, just like money, you have only a certain amount of time. Like all of us, only have 168 hours a week. Mm-hmm. The difference between money and time is I can lose money and get it back. Mm-hmm. You can't lose time and get it back. Wow. So time is more important than money. Mm-hmm. So so what what Jesus did was he. From his disciples, he chose 12 that he could see something in. Mm. He could see that by him devoting the most investment of his time into, that he would get a return on that investment. He mm. got a fantastic return. 11 out of the 12 mm. turned the world upside down. Yeah, yeah. You know, 2,000 years later, there are 2 billion Christians because of the faithfulness of those eleven, mm. and so you know, and that that's even good. Like, don't ever think that you've got to have a hundred percent track record. God doesn't in heaven, yeah. And Jesus doesn't on earth, yeah. So you and I ain't going to have a hundred percent track record right. either, you know. Right. So, but you know, in saying that, like, you've got to look at, and sometimes, sometimes, Pastor James, I think we can, especially if we've got a mercy gift, or you know, like a, a, like a, an oversensitive pastoral heart. We start discipling people who are very, very high maintenance mm. but are very, very low output. That That's not discipleship. Mm. That's just pastoral care. Right. Absolutely. We, we, you've, we've got to produce it's, people yeah. who can produce. Yeah. We've got to produce people who are going to... That return on investment is they are going to be fruitful. Right. They are going to go and do greater things right. than what we did. Right. And so and that's why Jesus was selective. And so we need to be selective. Mm. There, You know, there are two kinds of people. There, there are people who... Contributors, and there are people who are consumers. Mm-hmm. And what I found is, if if you start discipling a consumer, uh, it, it will kill you. Mm-hmm. It'll kill your marriage. It'll kill your health. It'll kill your family, and it'll you'll burn out. Yeah, you've actually got to disciple contributors. Mm-hmm. You've actually got to disciple people who are go getters, who you know can make this thing happen. Mm-hmm. Who you know they're not hanging off you they're not falling apart they're not calling you at 2.30 in the morning to pray because their goldfish is sick or whatever I only did that once I can't believe you bring it up every <laughs> I, time I apologize but the Bible does say if anyone's suffering let him pray <sighs> I've got to read that book yeah it's a good it's book brutal. James <laughs> James you'd like the book oh, oh the book of James yeah it's come in the Bible on. your oh, name what? yeah come There's on, book in the Bible with your name on it I love that I'm I going put it in there I'm for you good. I'm going to do it. So, so, so anyway, to, to answer your question is like, um, you know, if, if it's heavy pastoral, mm. and if all you're doing is counseling that yeah. person, yeah, it, that's not discipleship. Mm. Counseling is not discipleship. Yeah. Pastoral, if it's only pastoral, is not discipleship. Mm. Discipleship has to be investing your time into someone who's going to be fruitful, productive for the kingdom, mm-hmm. who's going to reproduce. And so you've got to be selective. Mm. Not everybody you know that that comes to me mm. Jesus said not everybody who calls me Lord not everybody and so you know you didn't choose me I chose you mm-hmm. and I chose you that you may go and bear fruit well oh, yeah. And not any kind of fruit, but much fruit, fruit that remains. Mm. And so that's why I chose you. And so, so oh, hang on a minute. Oh, you've got an agenda. Well, I thought this was about a friendship, hang out. Yeah. What do you mean you chose us to go and bear fruit, fruit that remains? Mm. Yeah, that was his agenda. Yeah. And so, you know, so we've got to make that apparent. Listen, I'm investing because I see potential in you. I love that. And I'm discipling you because, you know, I, I need this is what the kingdom is, what God needs for you. To be productive, to impact the schools, the colleges, you mm. know, whatever it is, mm, mm. for Jesus Christ. Right. So I'm, I'm spending this time with you. Mm. And, and I think very quickly you begin to notice if somebody is just, you know, a, a consumer, always just needy, need, 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 mm. that's not discipleship that's that's pastoral care right. counseling you need to put them in another basket hey and i've had to do that a few times over the years it never unfortunately has gone down well Where i've had to move somebody out of out of a discipleship thing because mm. they weren't getting it i had a discipleship group for about two years and then uh then you know i had a men's event and half of them turn up the other half don't right and i'm just like what the hell am i doing with these guys like i'm discipling rita a yeah, rita he's he sit here every week at my house drinking my wine eating my food and not turning up to event. I have returned and so I'm just like you know I just can't I can't do it so I scrapped it I just cancelled it because right. you know in the past I said hey listen you can't be a disciple because you're useless and uh, oh, I'm in the church and I thought I would we used to be that close yeah yeah, yeah. And but just can't so. right so you have to be selected
1: with that time of investment yeah really great well uh, you know I, I guess uh, the last question that we'll finish up on is that why, why do we need it? Why do we need discipleship? Why is it important that our listeners out there start to seriously consider and not just consider, but start to implement discipleship in the culture, in the life of their church, youth ministry, young adult ministry, whatever sphere they're in? Why do you think it's
0: important? You know, well, first of all, because, you know, the church is only ever one generation away from extinction. Mm-hmm. And if you look at God's mandate, it, it actually hasn't changed. The first command that God gave Adam or mankind. Mm-hmm. Uh, was uh, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Mm-hmm. So originally, God, who created Adam, who was God's son, mm-hmm. but the Bible calls him Adam, the son of yeah, God, yeah. was to use his seed to to fill the earth. But when Adam took the forbidden fruit mm. sin came in mm. and his seed became corrupt mm-hmm. with a sinful nature mm-hmm. so then jesus comes and who's the seed of god dies on the cross and brings redemption and now gives us the great commission which is exactly the same go into all the world and make disciples wow. in other words be fruitful multiply fill the earth mm. subdue it mm-hmm. but instead of using your seed instead of doing it you know through uh, you know uh Biologically, biologically, yeah, 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 Instead of doing it that way, do it with the preaching of the gospel. Love it. Which is you, the and the word is the seed. Mm. The soul went out to sow. the seed, that. Which is the word of I God. I love that. And so, yeah. so that's what we have to. Do, so we have to reproduce mm. because listen, the, the wicked are reproducing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the, the the ungodly are reproducing. Yeah. And for our children, I don't want my children to grow up in a world that is dominated by wickedness and the ungodly. Mm. I want my world my children to grow up in a world where the godliness and righteousness has a voice mm-hmm. and there's still salt and light at having an influence. Therefore, I must get good at mm. discipleship because mm. you know i I father my children. But I have to disciple people in, in the church and get them to make disciples uh, so that they're p- penetrating the community so that my children grow up with a level of godly heritage, with yeah. a godly culture, with a godly environment, able to change the world. And so it is just imperative mm. that, that we, that we you know, have discipleship, mm. that we go into all the world preaching the word of God, shaping people's lives, calling people towards Christ, mm. calling people to, to yield their ways to His ways. Mm. Their words to his word, and uh, making him lord over their life, mm. and so that uh, you know, so that the the gospel and the kingdom can continue. I love that.
1: I love that. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Pastor Jurgen. Great, great session uh, talking about discipleship. Now, just a friendly reminder: jump on c three san Check out what's coming up in the Life of Our Church. You can also check out podcasts for the weekend, and you questions. can email yeah from there if you go to our information there or contact uh, tab. You can email us any questions
0: uh, that will come through to topics. us. We can talk about it. topics for any... future. Because, I mean, we love doing this. We and, do. You know, and if you've got something out there that is a burning hot issue, mm-hmm. send it in. Send us an email and say, hey, would you talk about how do I do this? Yep. And we'd love to talk
1: about we'd it. We'd love to talk about it. You guys are the best. And uh, remember, next year,
0: Awaken Conference 213. last week of June. See you there. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's message. To find out more about C3 San
1: Diego, go to C3SanDiego.com.